The Law Offices of Selwyn Whitehead is a debt relief agency under federal law and provides legal assistance to consumers seeking debt relief under the United States Bankruptcy Code. This is Selwyn's Law. Every week at this time, we get to hear from Selwyn Whitehead. She's not just an attorney at law. Selwyn knows her stuff and doesn't shy away from the truth, even when it's ugly. Her Bay Area practice focuses on helping her clients to manage their wealth through estate and tax planning, to managing their debt through reconstruction or bankruptcy. And now, it's time for Selwyn's Law. Good day, and welcome again to Selwyn's Law. I'm Selwyn Whitehead, and I'm a California Bar Admitted Attorney, and I'm also a Bankruptcy Law Certified Specialist who's been certified by the State Bar of California's Board of Legal Specialization. In addition to my JD, I hold a couple of master's degrees, including I am a master of the laws of taxation law and a master of the laws of intellectual properties laws. Both of my degrees were obtained from my favorite alma mater, Golden Gate University School of Law, which is located in beautiful downtown San Francisco. And now that the fires have kind of died down, we can actually see out each other's windows. Now, because of my training, my experience, my expertise, and my interests, I primarily practice bankruptcy law, debt wealth management, estates and trusts, real estate, and taxation law. And I'm proud to say that as part of my practice, I'm sometimes able to seek out and at other times also vindicate the rights of seniors who find themselves the victims of the various forms of financial elder abuse that's running rampant in our country today as more and more of us baby boomers fall off into the land of retirement where people think that they should have access to our financial resources without asking, which is a bad thing. As always, I'm so pleased to be able to come to you once again today from the beautiful KVAC studios in the beautiful San Francisco Bay Area to discuss some of the financial and legal issues that are confronting individuals, families, and small business owners. However, I must once again ask you to please note that this show does not provide any legal advice, nor am I developing an attorney-client relationship with anyone within the sound of my voice. Instead, this show strives strictly to serve as an educational forum for the exchange of information that may be helpful to you as you begin your search for more detailed information that is tailored to your specific set of facts and circumstances and hopefully provide you with at least an outline of some of the issues that may help you seek out and find qualified professional help to help you with your issue. And I do so because, as I'm known for saying, representing yourself in a legal matter especially one that deals with your finances. It's just like taking a butter knife to the gunfight. And as you know, I have a lot of experience growing up watching Westerns. So I know that one who wants to come out alive does not take a butter knife to a gunfight. It's not that you're going to uh, injure more. You're going to end up dead. A corpse, (laughs) you yourself, but more than likely your valid claims or your valid defenses are going to be corpses because you're going to be coming up against or going up against people who know what they're doing. And it's not that you don't know what you're doing. Uh, You might be an excellent small business owner, but I'm talking about lawyers who do this stuff day in and day out, as well as judges who hear these things day in and day out. And you will be at a distinct disadvantage. And as such, your righteous claims or defenses are going to see the promised land long before you do, more than likely. So once again, I'm going to share with you the purpose of this show, Selwyn's Law here on KFAX, in case you haven't guessed it, is to 
talk about the law, discuss the law uh, as it relates to your money and more probably the lack thereof and your finances and what you may need to consider to protect your family's financial health, wealth, and money-related well-being, as I understand these concepts, in this non-threatening forum. So today, we're going to start a discussion on a new bill that takes effect here in California on January 1, 2020, just a couple months away, that will definitely have an effect on all of our financial health, wealth, and money-related well-being. Um, while it's not so obvious, um, you know, at first blush, but I think it will um, resonate with you once you take a little bit closer look at the California Consumer Privacy Act of nineteen of nineteen of twenty eighteen that takes effect on January 1, 2020. So what is this California Consumer Privacy Act, and what does it have to do with finances and monetization and private information about finances and maybe your DNA? Well, the California Consumer Privacy Act was enacted in 2018. Uh, It creates a consumer rights, a, a whole panoply of rights relating to uh, the access to, deletion of, and sharing of personal information that is collected by businesses. It also requires that the Attorney General of California solicit broad public participation and adopt uh, regulations to further the California Consumer Privacy Act's purposes. Now, the proposed legislation would establish procedures to facilitate consumers' new rights under the California Consumer Privacy Act, and provide guidance to businesses on how they must comply. And for more information, I urge all of you listeners to go onto the Attorney General's website and find out information about the California Consumer Privacy Act, also goes by the acronym CCPA. Now, according to the Berkeley Economic Advisory and research firm who was tasked by the California Department of Justice to perform a standardized regulatory impact assessment on the CCPA. They state that California is the fifth largest economy in the world with a sizable market uh, leading to the development of new technologies. The state is also home to many businesses that have capitalized on the collection of private data from consumers. With the sophistication and scope of technology and the data increasing daily, so has the intensive and extensive collection of consumer information by all kinds of businesses. Neither state nor federal law have kept pace with these developments in the ways that enable consumers to exert control over the collection, use, and protection of all of our private information. Survey research done by the Pew Research Center demonstrates that consumers do not trust that their personal data is secure, and they would like to be in control of what information is available and who has access to it. 
For example, in 2015, a survey found that only 7% of the respondents were confident that their records would remain private, and 90% of respondents would like to be in control of what personal data is available to businesses and others. Consumers are also aware of how and what data is being collected. They're unaware of what, how, and what data is being collected about them and when they use the Internet, their smartphones or other uh, devices such as tablets. They are wary about how their data is used and sold to third parties, often without their knowledge or control, as well as the lack of transparency compounded by confusing terms of service that govern everyday online services, including social media platforms, e-commerce sites, and Internet search engines. You know, despite these concerns, the vast majority of consumers continue to use free services which rely upon and monetize their personal information. This situation appears to be the result of a lack of understanding over how to control their own data, i.e. the majority of Internet users, that is 62%, do not know how to limit information that is collected about them by a particular website, those cookies. Not only do many consumers lack the technical ability to protect their data, but the market power of many Internet companies and interactions between others leave consumers with few options rather other than surrendering their privacy. This privacy market failure supports the general case for intervention on the public's behalf. And that's the primary purpose and the impetus behind the creation of the legislation known as the California Consumer Protection Act. Again, as part of the California Consumer Protection Act, the California legislature tasked Attorney General uh, Becerra's office with adopting regulations to implement many elements of the statute. The standardized impact assessment report evaluates the impact of these proposed regulations on the California economy. So when we propose new legislation, generally it's because there's a something, there's a void in the marketplace, there's a void out there, but it has costs and benefits that must be taken into consideration. And all good legislation has to have someone perform an analysis to talk about the costs and benefits to businesses and the costs and benefits to the consumers that this act is aimed to protect. You know, I I, want to try to translate this into something that makes sense to you. Many moon ago, when I represented California consumers before the National Association of uh, Insurance Commissioners, I focused on affordability and availability of insurance to urban centers. But I had colleagues there who were working on the insurance aspect, uh, health insurance aspect of insurance. And that's where I found out that there were processes out there in the marketplace that was collecting data about your health and your DNA that was being sold. And my colleagues who were interested in protecting health information really schooled me about this. I mean, for example, you know, if you're a person of African descent, you might be susceptible to sickle cell anemia. 
certain uh, groups of uh, of Jews have uh, have um, traits for Tay-Sachs disease. And if insurance care gets this information, they might want to hold it against you. So when we come back, we're going to go into a little bit more detail about the California Consumer Protection Act. But first, we're going to take a short break, and I'll see you on the other side. back to Selwyn's Law. Once again, your host, Selwyn Whitehead. Welcome back to Selwyn's Law as we continue our discussion on the California Consumer Privacy Act. If I said Protection Act before, it's because it's an area of protection, but it's actually is going to focus on your privacy. So many of us log on to the internet and go to a service provider or when we start a new service or when we log on to our social media for the first or 10th or 100th time, there is an agreement that we sign. And it's usually 10 pages long and most people don't read it. And there might be information in there about what that particular vendor can do with your personal information. Your personal information is worth a lot to businesses. And some of the things that people give over um, to businesses in order to get some free or some low-cost service, it, it might be opening not only you as an individual but your entire family up to being exploited by the business. Now, there's a, 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 a commercial on television that talks about, you know, you have low-cost access to services that can tell you whether or not you are susceptible to a certain uh, disease. And so you order this particular um, service, they send you a jar, and you poop in it, and you send it off, and they will diagnose your poop and tell you if you have certain illnesses. Well, what happens to your poop, and what happens to that information that they collect once they tell you whether or not you're susceptible to a certain trait. Do they keep your poop or do they destroy it? And what about the information about you? Do they sell it to a third party? And what if, say, you are a person of African descent and you have a high susceptibility to sickle cell anemia and you might actually have it? Or there might be the traits there. And what if that information is sold to a consortium of insurance companies, health insurance companies. And what if, you know, little Billy, who's seven and a half now, um, when he grows up, um, he, he will apply for health insurance and maybe he'll get turned down and maybe he won't know why. Um, and uh, again, uh, another example was uh, certain um, hereditary diseases that are known for certain communities that aren't African-American. Uh, you might be susceptible to some other disease. Or, you know, we all know about these services that will tell us whether or not our second cousin twice removed who lives in Ireland um, so we can go visit him in his pub. But what about uh, the DNA that's collected from that blood sample that you sent sent off? You know, your, your DNA is in your saliva. It's in your poop. Uh, it's in your blood. So who controls that information? Who owns that information? 
What right do you have to maintain your privacy? Because, again, it's not just you who's given up uh, your privacy intentionally or unintentionally, directly or indirectly, your relations. Okay, so here's an example of someone collecting DNA, and it ultimately led to the arrest and conviction of someone who did crimes against women 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Well, that's a good result, and the reason why it happened was there were telltale signs of DNA left on the victims, and they were able to trace it through association of family members. So it's not that I'm saying I don't want bad guys to get caught and get locked up, but it also, that information can also be used against you and your family. And I'm saying that you should have the right to privacy, your children and grandchildren who aren't here now, they have a right to control their privacy and their information. And this California Consumer Privacy Act is a baseline for us to get involved in making sure that we control our information. And if we want to, if we feel like it's okay to give off our DNA in order for some company to tell us, you know, about our cousin in Ireland or our, 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 our grandparents from Israel or, you know, our, our, um, our nieces and nephews in Scotland or in the Netherlands, we can make that choice. We should make that choice, and we should know the consequences. And that's what I like about this law, and that's why I'm telling you about it, because, you know, it, it might not seem a right on point for some of the things that I do, but I also am concerned, and, and lawyers need to be concerned about the protection of individuals' privacy. Part of my job as a lawyer is to protect my clients' privacy uh, and, and uh, information that I collect about them. Hospitals have in place protocols to protect patients' privacies, but who knows what businesses that are in the business of monetizing information and our DNA and our blood samples, what uh, protocols are in place for them to protect our privacy and our children's privacy and our grandchildren's privacy? And that's what the California Consumer Privacy Act is trying to get its head around. So, again, um, the California Consumer Privacy Act was enacted back in 2018 and it will take effect on January 1, 2020. The California Consumer Privacy Act confers new privacy rights on consumers and imposes corresponding obligations on businesses that are subject to it. The rights conferred to consumers include the right to know what personal information businesses are collecting about consumers and how that information is being used and shared, and the right to delete personal information held by businesses, the right to stop the sale of personal information by businesses, and the right to non-discrimination in services and pricing when exercising privacy rights. So what does that mean? Say, you know, someone says, uh, I want to access this Internet service, but I don't want to give up my privacy. And then someone's sister says, she'll give up her privacy. So maybe they'll sell the service to uh, my sister at a better price than they'll sell it to me. The law protects us because it could just be that, you know, my sister gets the service for $100 because I'm not giving over my information. Somebody might charge me $1,000. That's, 
That's what the non-discrimination part of the bill is concerned with. Now, these regulations are intended to operationalize the California Consumer Privacy Act and provide clarity and specificity to assist in the implementation of the law. The ECPA requires the Attorney General to adopt initial regulations on or before July 1, 2020, and the Office of the Attorney General submits these proposed regulations to fulfill its mandate and provide guidance to consumers and businesses subject to the CCPA. The purpose of each specific provision of the proposed regulations are incorporated in documents that you can go find and look up yourself. And they are on the Attorney General's website. So Google, in quotation mark, the California Attorney General, and, or go or Google California.gov and look for the Attorney General and get this information. So again, the California legislators stated the need for enhanced consumer privacy rights in its findings in AB 375, noting that although California has been a leader in privacy protection, the laws in place at the time had not kept pace with the rampant growth of technology and the developments derived therefrom about personal information that fuels the internet economy. It's all about, there's certain platforms, they get your information, you sign off on it, They sell that information and make billions. They sell that information about you. Maybe if they aggregated it, it would be okay, but you don't know that. They sell that information about you and make billions, and you're exposed. So as a result, consumers are largely unable to control or even understand the collection and use of their personal information by the myriad of businesses and organizations that are part of the e-commerce Internet economy. And the legislature further describes some of the consequences of the lack of adequate privacy laws. The unauthorized disclosure of personal information and the loss of privacy that can be devastating to individuals ranging from financial fraud, identity theft, and the unnecessary cost to personal time and finances, the destruction of uh, property, harassment, reputational damage, emotional stress, and even potential physical harm. So the CCPA addresses this problem by providing consumers with a new privacy right and imposing corresponding obligations on businesses. It vests consumers with the right to know the details about how their personal information is collected, used, shared, and so forth by businesses and a right to take control of that information by having the businesses delete it and stop selling it and the right to exercise these privacy rights without suffering discrimination in price or access to services. It also requires businesses to provide consumers with notices of their rights under the CCPA and to respond to your inquiries so that you can exercise those rights. So the businesses are relatively large businesses that have to protect, you have to have like do $25 million or have 50,000 consumers. However, you as an individual have the right to make sure that your data is properly protected and that you have access to having it deplete, deleted if you want to. There's also going to be hearings throughout the year 
And I, the next time we get together, I'll, I'll share with you because they're going to be all over California in December, and you might want to participate in these hearings to make sure you understand and have input. So we're going to leave it there for now, but as always in closing, I like to say here at Selwyn's Law, we want to stay on the right side of the law, including the laws protecting our privacy. Till next time, take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for taking the time to listen to Selwyn's Law. Remember, the law office of Selwyn Whitehead is a designated debt relief agency under the federal law and provides legal assistance to consumers seeking relief under the bankruptcy code. When it comes to your finances and your rights, seek no other than the law office of Selwyn Whitehead. Selwyn is your go-to finance attorney, specializing in estate planning, wealth management, bankruptcy, tax, and real estate law. In other words, Selwyn knows her way around the dollar, and your rights are protected by our laws. Protect your money. Know your rights. Partner with Selwyn Whitehead. For immediate assistance, or if you have questions, call 510-633-1276, 510-633-1276, or go to selwynwhitehead.com. The preceding paid program is sponsored by the Law Office of Selwyn Whitehead, who is solely responsible for its content. 